Welcome to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast, episode 11. Uh, I'm your host, Edgar Soto. No B today, but we're here once again with Henry. What's up, Henry? What's going on, bro? How's everything? Good, man. How's everything with you? Good, good. Can't can't complain, you know, uh, getting over this cold, as you can hear my raspy voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's It's been a hell of a week, but, you know, just getting better on the better side. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, AEW revolution, it's right around the corner. What worth what? Three days away. Yeah. Three, three days. days away. And, you know, to my surprise, uh, there's not a lot of matches, you know, usually when you have an AEW card because AEW pay-per-views are like what every like two to three months. And they're like eight hours long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, I mean, not only that though, not only that, um, you know, you would have like a stack, you know, probably like 10 to like 12 matches on AEW. And I mean, unless, you know, they're, they're going to name some that, you know, either yeah, tomorrow and the matches here. And yeah, there. Maybe the day of, or maybe the day after they might, you know, announce some more, but we have uh one, two, three, four, five, six matches so far. There'll probably be more announced. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, remember, one match is an hour already. That's the 60-man Ironman match. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's why they kind of, like, shrunk the card because that match itself is 60 minutes. And then plus... Well, going to be plus, more. Think about it. You got entrances. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say, now. like, 110, 115, maybe? Probably. Well, maybe, like, the promo, the entrances itself, and then I, I guess the build-up, whatever, a couple minutes. Yeah, but we're looking at, like, an hour 10-ish. Probably. Yeah, but uh, all right, let's go through the card and then, you know, give uh, our predictions. We start with Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. How Um, do you feel about that feud? I think probably Ricky Starks is going to go over. I think Jericho's at the point that he's done so much and he's always about putting other talent over and making them look good. Of course, Jericho's going to do what he does in every match. That's That's Jericho for you, but... I see yeah. Starks taking this one. I think he, I think right now he's white hot with the crowd. I think Jericho sees the momentum. Jericho is always going to have the momentum. He's he's Jericho. So I mean, win or lose, he's he's still going to be elite. So I don't really think he needs to win here. But I, I go yeah. Ricky Starks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I also pick Ricky Starks. Um, even though, like, you know, the past couple of weeks it's been like a numbers game. You know, with the Jericho Appreciation Society, um, always you know seeming to get involved in. Uh, everything that you know chris jericho is involved but you saw um you know in yesterday's episode the beatdown of hager and um ooh, i forget his name uh garcia you yeah. know with the numbers advantage but you know hopefully you know do you think like ricky starks has help from the back like do you think you know you might see like the numbers game actually catch up to the jericho appreciation society I could see somebody turning on Jericho Appreciation Society. I could see that happen. Really? I think so. It's been a while. I mean, it's always happened in a lot of his uh, a lot of his groups that he's uh, formed. So, I mean, I could see it happening. Um, maybe maybe tomorrow. I could be wrong. But maybe we could get a another, you know, heel to face turn from, uh, from one of the people in the group. I mean, I know there is a couple people in his group that are injured as it is right now. Yeah. So I could see it not happening, 
but I always had to throw those possibilities of something happening in there. So I, I, that would be my, I guess, uh, dark horse of somebody turning. I, and if the person's a turn, honestly, I would probably say Hager. Because I just think really? that, yeah, I just think that character-wise, I think that he probably needs it more than anybody. I think his character has grown a little bit sort of like, uh, I'm trying to think of the perfect word. I guess he's like sort of confused. That's the best way to put it. Seems like okay. he's sort of like a background character. And we know, obviously, uh, when he was Jack Swagger in WWE, he was over, but he just was missing that, you know, one character gimmick that he needed. And I think he has a good character in AEW, but the problem is he hasn't really done much with it. So that would be my, like I said, as a dark horse, that's 1% dark horse. Give high odds, but I would say Hager return. Okay. I mean, um, I mean, that's an interesting take. Uh, to me, it's like, I, I feel like some somebody maybe comes along and helps Ricky Starks. I can't say who right now, but, um, you know, Ricky Starks is uh, the hot superstar right now. He has, you know, supreme baby face. Everybody's behind mm -hmm. him. And I feel like you take the next step forward by defeating a legend like Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure, like you just said, Jericho has no problem putting him over. But no. I, I feel like in this situation, if you want to keep uh, building Ricky Starks up, you need to have him win because at that point, it, it would just be inconsistent booking because – you look at the matchup right now, Starks need the victory more than Jericho. You know, Jericho is already a, a name well-established, and Ricky Starks is on the come-up, you know. And, and you talk about uh, pillars in AEW, and that's what Starks can be. He could be a pillar for AEW. They need those pillars. The problem is they – and the problem with AEW booking is they're pushing a lot of the former WWE stars to the moon. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, you need to have your own homegrown stars. And yeah, that's that's one thing WWE has always had on AEW. They have a lot of their own homegrown stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So we're, we're both in agreement. Starks. I agree. All right. Cool. Uh, the next match in which I think I'm going to be very critical of um, would be the Fatal 4-Way for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. So you have the Guns versus The Acclaim, versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, versus TBD. And I wrote TBD, well, it was a last-minute thing. We found out that that last fourth team is Dan Housing and Orange Cassidy. Now, hmm. yeah, uh, they won the, the Battle Royal uh, last night's episode of uh, yes. AEW Dynamite. So they're the fourth team. Now, like... Like, what do you think about this match? To me, to me personally, and I said I was going to be very critical. You have so many tag teams, so many. You have uh, Top Flight. You have, um, I mean, I think yeah, of Top Flight. I think of Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you have Top Flight. You have best friends, but they said that uh, I think they weren't clear to compete. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true or not. But all right, so you have best friends. Um, you just had uh, who else was in the battle royal? Um, that I, I that I can't remember right now. Um, is it Matt Hardy? Well, I, I'll think of it as I go. But uh, the guns and the acclaim, I have no problem them being in the match. Obviously, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, 
I just roll my eyes because it's like really like I feel like this is an experiment that AEW is trying to pull with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal that it's not working for me. It really isn't. Jeff Jarrett um, doesn't really do anything for me at this point. I mean, I, listen, if you're going to have Jeff Jarrett around, I'd rather have Jeff Jarrett manage somebody. He could, you know, he could manage Jay Lethal if he wants to or whatnot. But this this combination of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, it just doesn't make sense. And yes, they have history um, with their, you know, old TNA days. But for me, it just, it, it, I don't know, it doesn't work. And then with Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, I felt like that was really random to, to just throw them in there. Instead of having Orange Cassidy defend um, his title um, in a separate match. So you have them in the match, that's your fatal four-way. To be honest with you, I, I don't know who's going to win. If I were to pick one, I'm leaning towards the guns just for the simple fact that they recently won the championship. Again, AEW cannot be that inconsistent and have the guns already lose the title. This is Tony Khan we're talking about. Yeah, so No, never. and I agree with you. And, and, to be, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it this is why you should not be a booker. Yeah, it, it, it just wouldn't surprise me at all if they uh, lost the titles. But, you know, I, I'm leaning towards uh, the guns here. Um, I, I need, you know, you need to build them up. Uh, they're coming off a huge victory, you know, beating the acclaim, you know, now becoming the new um, world tag team champions. And this is their first title defense. Um, and, you know, the, you, you need a run to make them credible going forward. Right. Um, so I have the guns here. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I don't think uh, Dan House and, and Orange Cassie was a good mix. They should, if they should have did anything, they should have did Hookhausen. When it was a, a thing that's sort of like a, that's sort of like a WWE situation with that tag team, like sort of like oh let's just get two random superstars and put them together in a team and call them a tag team. That's how I feel with that. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, I I just don't understand that tag team. Uh, Jay Lethal is a great wrestler. Jeff Jarrett is old. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, I just go by the interview that some of the wrestlers said about Jeff Jarrett. He's always just trying to insert himself in something and trying to just sort of put himself in the bigger picture. He doesn't really care about putting it over the younger guy at point. Yeah. But of course, you know, Jeff Jarrett will disagree with that. But the booking sort of makes it seem like otherwise, but I could be wrong. Um, obviously, I know everybody wants the acclaim to win, but good point you made. Um, the guns obviously, unfortunately, need the title still to, like you said, stop himself, build them up more as much as. Everybody was mad that he, uh, they won, and it was a shocker. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I would have to go with the guns just because, like I said, you're building up a tag team. You're trying to see how they run with it. But the uh, safe pick would probably should have been the claimed, honestly. But I'm going to yeah. go with the guns on this one, too. Yeah, listen, like uh, going back to, you know, now that it just, uh, you know, uh, came back to my head, you have so many different tag teams that you could have put instead of Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy – and instead of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, right now they're running this angle with, um, you know, the the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Dark Order. You could have had both teams there. 
Yeah, no, you and, and, and and you know what? That's two rivalries in one match, making it that much more uh, eye popping. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know that that would have just made complete more sense. Um, and then you know, uh, just trying to think uh, who else you could again. I, I did mention a top fight. You could have had um, Aussie Open. You know, uh, another yeah. tag team. You know, making noise that you know. Again, it would have made so much uh, more sense. Um, but you know, then, then again, like I said, this is Tony Khan we're talking about. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. His his booking, his, his, his booking, booking is all over the place, and that's the yeah. problem. Like it has potential to be, you know, really good, but yeah. when you have inconsistent booking and you don't want to have anybody else on booking but yourself, you're burning yourself out. And I get it; he's a diehard fan, just like any of us. Yeah, and he wants to have control of stuff, but at the same time. If your fans are calling you out on your booking, and it's just not the, I, the IWC community, let's, let's be let's be honest, it's everybody in general. There's too many inconsistencies, too many irregularities, different things going on. I mean, you sort of got to take what people tell you and be like, okay, maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe I need to get you know some book, some writers in there. There's yeah. a lot of brilliant wrestling minds out there that would love to be part of the AEW booking team. And get it like WWE, for instance, they got some stuff right, but yeah. you know that's a that's another topic for another day with their uh, <laughs> yeah with like, their stuff going on. Uh, listen, to be honest, I you know if you break down each and every uh, each and every team in this right, um, I don't think the claim will win. You know, I, I feel no. like just as much as we want fresh, the team, fre- yeah, exactly fresh off a of title reign. I don't think they're just gonna hand them the titles again. Uh, well, you know, right there, back to back. Um, with Orange Cassidy and Dan Housing, that's just... Uh, yes, it, it's kind of like a wild card. I mean, they were just... I felt like they were just thrown into that match. And I personally don't see um, Orange Cassidy holding two belts at the same time. Because I think that would, that's just going to hurt their bookings even more. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he can eliminate those two. So then you have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which... Doesn't surprise me, and the guns. So I mean, listen, this this was a match that I thought in the beginning, right, had huge potential because it was the guns and the acclaim, and then two other tag teams. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of us were wondering, all right, which two tag teams? Then you find out Jeff Jared and Jay Lethal, and everybody's like, really? Like, do they really have to be in that match? And then Danhausen and and it went and from Orange elite Cassidy, to mid. Yeah, so it went from like having so much potential to like, all right, you know, I'm still gonna watch it, but you it's know. just like a pre-show match basically now. <laughs> I mean, it's that's terrible to say, but yeah. really, really, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and you know Dan House and then really honestly killed the luster of that match. Really, yeah. I'm not trying um, to be like critical of that, but it kills a lot of the uh, whatnot with the match yeah. or whatnot. So yeah, uh, we move on to the triple threat. For the AEW oh, Women's World Championship, Jamie Hader versus Ruby Soho versus Soraya. Uh, it's gonna be Jamie Hader. It's not gonna be Ruby Soho, and God help us if it's not. It's not Soraya. Well, you know she has she has been she has been absolutely awful since she's come back. Uh, this is just not my opinion. If you just go like on just Twitter, social media in general, wrestling boards different things like that. They are blasting the booking 
about just her being in the championship run. Granted, I know she has not wrestled in a couple of years. There's ring rust, but I think they should have just built her up slowly instead of expose, exposing the flaws which she has right now, unfortunately. And that's not fault of her own, but yeah, I don't think she should be in a triple threat match. Honestly, I thought it should have been a would have been interesting. Interesting one should have been Britt Baker with her. Well, I mean, if it was a fatal four way, um, that would have been see that would have been a lot more interesting. Um, so, as you know, I am a huge Jamie Hader fan, and I'm going with Jamie Hader. Uh, but here's uh, all right. So. Here's here's what what storylines we got here. So you have Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, and then you have Soraya with Tony Storm, and then you have Ruby Soho right in the middle. And mm-hmm. it kind of seems like Ruby Soho has to choose a side. It kind of feels that way, right? Right. Whether she joins as you know Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, who've been a, a thorn to her side for the past you know months or year. Right, mm-hmm. um, and then the this new team of Soraya and and uh, Tony Storm, which I thought it was really random, turning them heel on a random episode of Dynamite, you know. Um, so I, I I really don't know what what you know what I think that was a there. that was a WWE move. Think about the move with a chance and a chance and Carter. I, I just think you know I just think this is all you know when it's all said and done, this is all leading to a blood and guts match, you know. With you have the new superstars versus the originals. So Jamie Hader and and Britt Baker being the originals, and then you have Soraya and Tony Storm coming from WWE, being like, all right, you know what, we we run this uh, place right now. And then you have Ruby Soho, which is she's not an original, but she's not a newbie either. You know, um, well, I mean, but I can see her. I can see her going to the side of. WWE, I could see this being down the line in the future, probably having four of the women that were in WWE versus, dare to say, four of the originals of AEW, which would be Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and the other two names I'll throw out there, which probably don't have anything to do with the feud, but comments they have made makes them want to be involved in more high-profile feuds are Chris Statlander, who's coming back from injury, and Jade Cargill, who said she wants to be involved in more bigger books. You're right with Jake. Oh, well, I know. I, think- I know you got a heel. I know she's a heel. However, right. she's an AEW original, and past booking has shown that he was are able to cooperate with the faces for the sake of the greater good of certain things per the company, which happens in WWE. Think about the old school Survivor Series, SmackDown versus Raw. You would have the heels and the faces working together to beat up the other brand. My so. thing is like I don't. All right, so I don't. I don't know if it, it, blood and guts is going to be a four on four or a five on five, right? Right. Yeah. So let's just say for the sake of it is a four on four. So I'm with you. I think Ruby Soho comes up short and that's where we'll see a darker. We'll, we'll see, you know, I feel like we'll see Ruby Soho uh, turn She's and, line. and She's align herself with Soraya and Tony Storm. So that would have three, right? I don't know who their fourth person may be, but that we can we can throw a name out there later on. But for um, for the originals, you do have Britt Baker, you do have um, Jamie Hader, you do have Cheetah, 
Yeah. You know, who she she was originally part of the storyline, and then all of a sudden we don't know what happened with her. And then you you throw out uh you I mean I'm sorry, you throw in Statlander, who's you know, I think she should be coming back from injury anytime now. And I feel like Thunder Rosa. Thunder yeah. Rosa, she's been out uh, for a while, and I feel like that's another name. But she so, has a lot of she has a lot of bad heat, unfortunately. Not saying it's her fault, but she has a lot of negative heat. Right, but do, do they mean, really want to work with her with that? That's the question. Well, I don't know. That, that, that's that's a tough one. But um, going back to this match, I think Jamie Hader picks up the victory. Picks up. Uh, I agree. I, she picks the pinfall over Soho. I don't see uh, Soraya, uh, you know, being no. uh, on the other end of, of the pinfall because I feel like AEW wants to protect her. They want to continue building up Soraya um, as this, uh, you know, uh, this dominant force in the women's division alongside Tony Storm, which unfortunately you see Ruby Soho come up short, and we've seen Ruby Soho come up short a lot. And I just feel like that's where, you know, frustration is going to kick in. And then we'll see another uh, side of of Ruby Soho. I had the fourth name. I just thought about it. Ember Ember Moon, Athena. Oh, I like that. I like that. That would be the team WWE's fourth name. Yeah. Think about it. She's sort of in limbo, too. What, What a better way to insert her into the story then do the four before right there yeah i like that I that's just that. that's that's just my thinking process of it because if you want to do it you know and if you really want to go really the 5v5 route let's say like you said earlier you presented it you toss in uh mercedes martinez yeah and then for uh AEW side you could toss in almost anybody yeah, so I mean, listen, we just have to watch and see how it all uh, plays out. But uh, yeah, so all right, so I, I guess we're three for three here. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on, Samoa Joe versus Warlow. <coughs> uh, who you got? Hmm. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. I don't know, because I thought Powerhouse Hobbs was involved in this, too. Because I know he won the match. Um, He won the match, but I think he's just, what, holding on to, to that for now? Yeah, so he has a shot at it. I say he might have some type of, run some type of interference angle or just sort of have a presence known in that match just because he won, just to establish himself. <clears throat> now, for me, let's see, because... Samoa Joe, obviously, his some of his, I guess, dominance went down when he lost to uh, Darvin Alley. I know he's completely over Alley, but let's be honest. I mean, everybody was cracking on Samoa Joe saying he lost to Toothpick. That's what everybody was saying to him. And I get that. But then again, you can't knock the small wrestlers because Rey Mysterio is a small wrestler and he's been dominant for a long time. So, I mean, we can't throw that comparison out there just because they're a Toothpick doesn't mean that they can't be a good wrestler and win the big match when they need it. So, right. I mean, uh, my honest opinion, I'd probably say Wardlow because I think that's going to lead to powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow, which is going to be an interesting match. You got two powerhouses in there that are just going to 
beat the living shit out of each other. <laughs> if if I be quite honest, I could see Samoa Joe probably moving up maybe to go for the main title. Maybe uh, after who know whoever wins between obviously MJF and Bron- and uh, Dan- Danielson. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I could see it being Wardlow being the winner. Um, you know what? Uh, you know his momentum died a little bit, but he never really got the proper run that he needed to. I, 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 all right, I'm going with Samoa Joe. Um, I'm going with Samoa Joe, even though Warlow is, I think, what 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 the audience and most fans are going with. But I'm going with Samoa Joe because if you have Warlow beat Samoa Joe, then I'll, let me tell you that that TNT Championship is an absolute joke. We're not I mean, be, it's, we're it's not sort be, of been a joke, though, because you think gonna, about it. We're not going to be flip-flopping titles every, like, two or three weeks with one defense, you know, uh, yeah. along the line. So um, I, I feel like, you know, uh, some you know, two-belt Joe, you have to, you know, continue building on that. Uh, yeah. When it comes to Warlow, it's like, you know, all right, Warlow could take the loss, and then let's say, you know, I, I think an interesting route you can go with is mm-hmm. – he can move on from this feud and then feud with a possible MJF and revisit that. You know, MJF is champion. And if you want to push Warlow to the moon, you can you can revisit that feud and have uh Warlow versus MJF. But sure. with with Samoa Joe here, it's like, all right, two bell Joe here. If you if you if you take the, the title off Joe, it's like, damn, like again, he loses the title, like, you know, and, and, and in such a short fashion because he just won the title. Well, that's what I'm saying, that you have Powerhouse involved somehow. So yeah, maybe the I mean, listen, sort of not, It's sort of not like a him losing the title legit. It's sort of like him getting distracted. Maybe he sees Powerhouse and he gets upset. Or you, or you know what? You can run it back. You can run it back in which, you know, Samoa Joe versus Warlow versus Hobbs. And it could be a triple threat. And, and, yeah, and then good, this time, and then this time, Hobbs is the one who picks up the victory, you know? Um, yeah. you know, Hobbs is one of the originals as well. So, you know, he deserves yeah. some time and, and word lots of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but, but, you know, with Warlow, we've seen him as champion, you know, but, uh, now with, with a new look, maybe that's the direction that AEW wants to go with. Maybe they'll, yeah. probably, they'll, they'll probably give the title to Warlow, but, um, you know, I think I, powerhouse Hobbs is getting it in the future because his contract is up. And I don't think they want to lose into WWE, so or Wardlow. So that's smart booking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, you know, Wardlow with winning the 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 face of the Revolution ladder match, he's guaranteed a shot. Now, I, you know, I wonder if you know if he's he'll he'll probably definitely be ringside, or or maybe he causes the distraction to somebody. Who knows? Um, yeah. But overall. Uh, I feel like this 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 feud between Samoa Joe and Warlow it's been a little bumpy. Um, it just it did lose a little momentum, um, but we'll 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 see how, how this match plays out. Uh, so you got Warlow, I got Samoa Joe, um, and yeah. Um, yeah. We First time go, we disagree, but that's a good one. Yeah, we go with John Moxley versus Adam Hangman Page in a Texas Death Match. Yeah, uh, um, I could see Paige coming down on this. I know Moxley's been like damn near unbeatable, but again, we're going to AEW original. Does 
at this point in his career, does Moxley really need the win? That's number one. Number two, I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about a certain name with WWE coming back at some point. Maybe Teaser might be thrown at Revolution or maybe Future. We all know him as uh, Phil Brooks. <laughs> They've been tossing that out there a lot lately. That Because uh, Kenny Omega can't come out in interviews and say, you know, I'm willing to move past everything and let bygones be bygones and work with whoever, you know, is unfortunate circumstance that he can't talk about it legally. So yeah. obviously it seems like him and, o- and Omega are on the same page about sort of just swashing it and doing what's best for business. Okay. So now it would be interesting to see him come back in that match given the history he has with Adam Page and Moxley, and since they've been sort of teasing a lot of different directions this could go. But my gut feeling is telling me Adam Page just because, like I said, Moxley doesn't really need it. I mean, he is, what, the only superstar in AEW to reach 100 wins? So that's an accolade for him itself. So, I mean, that's just my honest opinion, though. But I would, if I go with anybody in a Texas Deathmatch, Adam Page. Okay. Um, I so you're going Adam Page. I'm going with John Moxley. And here's here's why. Because I feel like with with this storyline, you could create a lot of new ones just based off sure. this match, right? We've seen, I think, a tougher and dark and I guess you could say a, a more physical side of uh the the, the Blackpool uh combat club. Yeah. And they're kind of having some heelish tendencies, right? Um yeah, here's where here's where you know they come in. They can actually help John Moxley beat a- Adam Hangman Page. At the same time, you have Adam Hangman Page having problems with the Dark Order. They could turn on him as well. Um, you know, I feel like one thing that AEW is is good at is long term booking, right? And from time to time, we've seen teases of Adam Hangman Page making amends with the elite. So I feel like this is the route they need to go with. Have Moxley win, um, have the Dark Order officially turn on Hangman, you know, after all these months, in, in, you know, of, of teaming up and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, the fact that, you know, Adam Hangman Page, you know, has neglected them, they could use that, you know, to say, you know, all right, you know, you've been neglecting us for, you know, all, all this time. We've always had your back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they can turn on Adam Hangman Page. Like, maybe, like, you know, they try to help him after the match and then they just all attack him. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's where, again, this is where the elite comes in because um, we've seen, you know, being the elite where, you know, Adam Hangman Page uh, wants to talk to the Young Bucks and vice versa. You see Matt Jackson wanting to interact with Adam Hangman Page. So um, that's that's a a route they can go with. Uh, Let me tell you, like, I don't know if you saw, but yesterday's episode, um, Moxley's promo was, that's that's one to remember. You you know, he's giving a promo of a lifetime, and then you see the blood dripping, and as, you know, the blood dripping on the floor, like, that's crazy. You know, that's, that's, that's like vintage, like, Moxley. Oh yeah, definitely. They gave a lot of uh, old Moxie vibes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, um, but um, you know, it's it's uh, it's. I think this is gonna be one of those like real barbaric matches. 
How oh, long yeah. is it into the match till John Moxley bleeds? Five minutes. I was gonna say like three. I was, you know, honestly, my before I said five minutes, I was gonna say thirty seconds. <laughs> Should I take one move? He gonna he gonna bleed and it's gonna be a wrap. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it just feels like uh, he's definitely gonna bleed within the you know the first like I don't know. He's gonna be close to a GCW match. This match. <laughs> That's the vibes I'm getting for it. You know what? That, that's not a that's not a bad comparison, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm getting GCW vibes with this match. Yeah. Oh, so uh, funny that uh, I mentioned like earlier, uh, starting off the podcast, that we had like two uh, six matches. So they just added two more. Uh, we'll quickly go run through them: the AEW World Trios Championships, the Elite versus the House of Black. The House of Black is my name. Uh, I'm with you. And I swear they on need, everything I love, it. if they don't win, I might just like stop watching uh, AEW for the rest of the night. Like, I just I'll probably tell you, yo, just fill me in on the rest the next day because the House of Black needs this victory. Um, you know, they they're a fan favorite, even though they're on the heel side. But it's just the character and their character development. That's what people like, right? Um, and just the way they've been stalking the elite. Um, for for about two three weeks now, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they they need. I mean, listen, their whole group is is eye popping. It's you know, it's the best. I mean, in my opinion, it's it's one of the better things that they have going on right now. Um, but the fact is that they need gold, and you know, you have a, a super talented group um, that you know they haven't tasted gold. Uh, yet and you know, uh, yeah. Malachi Black has been there for a while. Yes, and, and I for I for sure thought he was going to be the first ever All Atlantic, and I thought they dropped the ball there. Um, they did. Yeah. So you know, uh, I, I listen. I love watching the elite matches because I feel like it. Uh, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the same thing." Yes, it is, but it's it, it, it's it's dope. It, it's cool. You know, um, but you know this is going to be uh, in contention for match of the night, um, and yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is an opportunity for the House of Black to make a name for themselves. I'll tell you one thing: if the House of Black loses, um, then I, I feel like you you kind of have to lose all hope for them because um, the fans are behind them, and, and you know. You know, this is this is a group again, and I know I'm being repetitive here. That um, is one of the the better groups, the better talented groups that AEW has, and just you know their whole look, their their whole in ring skills, they have it absolutely everything, even their promos. You know, exactly. um, when you when you associate with House of Black, it, you get an Undertaker like vibe, right? No, I, yeah, I agree. And and that just grabs people's attention. So, um, yeah, I'm going with the House of Black, uh, even though I wouldn't, again, because of inconsistent bookings, and we've seen that in the past. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Elite won, but I'm going with the House of Black. Yeah, same with me. No, no disagreement there. Yeah. Uh, then we have Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a no holds bar match. Uh, Jungle Boy, I'm not going to hesitate. 
just the way they've been building up and everything else. I don't see Christian Cage coming out the match winning. However, Christian is going to make him look good, and I think Christian is going to try to make himself look good, basically like a smack to WWE for not giving him a second run wrestling again. And I just see it. This feud is going to end here at the pay-per-view with uh, Jack Perry winning. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pick Jack Perry too, even though I'm 50-50 about it because I can also see, listen, it's a no-holds-bar match. I can see a returning Luchasaurus cost it for Jack Perry. Um, but Jack Perry needs a victory here. Same thing, uh, similar to like Christian, uh, Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. It's like, all right, you know, Christian was the uh, Christian is the veteran, like Jericho, and you want to push these stars, um, like Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy is another name that you can add to the pillars of AEW, the future of AEW. Um, and you know can push jungle boy as a single star and you know now that this match is a no holds bar match this is going to be i feel like similar to um the texas death match well in the sense of you know the texas death match it's going to be gory but with this no holds bar match i feel like we're going to see a lot of bumps yeah um yeah we're going to see some like crazy like uh, uh, you know, daredevil uh, moves uh, from either side, you know, and and we know what Christian can do um, in the holds part. We've seen him in, in TLC matches, and a heel Christian is is again you got to compare him to a heel Edge. You know, yeah. they're both it's a good comparison. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you compare both of them, but uh, w- when it comes to uh, when it comes to that, you know, um. There's nothing stopping Christian. So, um, but again, if Luchasaurus makes an appearance, then I think Christian wins. But we're we're going with Jungle Boy here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, to cap off the night, MJF versus Brian Danielson, AEW World Championship in a 60-man Iron Man match. Uh, MJF. As much as uh, everybody wants Brian Danielson to win, it's MJF. It's not a, it's not if ands or buts. He's going to prove that he is the salt of the earth, best wrestler on the planet, and everything else. I got, I got to tell you, uh, this is probably one of the hot, hottest feuds right now, mm-hmm. um, in wrestling. Uh, a great build up to the show. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't been feeling MJF's title reign. It's been a little lackluster, like I said. Yeah, it's been it's been a little stale. But uh, here, here, Brian Danielson is having another crack at the AEW World Championship. Um, I wonder. I mean, do you think? I mean, it, it is a sixty-man Iron Man match. Do you think there might be like an overtime or a draw situation here? Oh God! If he does another draw situation, because, he's gonna get booed because out there we, we've seen that with with Brian Danielson and Omega. In he's which, gonna get he's gonna get booed out the arena, Tony Khan. If he does that, please don't. I, I don't know. Like, he's gonna get booed out the arena. He better not do that because that imagine, was amazing. imagine. Imagine it's like everybody. they're tied, and it's a draw, and it's like, all right. I mean, if they go to overtime to actually decide a winner, then I'll be like, all right, you know what? That that's cool. But if that match actually ends with a, a like, let's say like a a draw and then a post match beatdown, it's like, damn, kind of drop the ball there. 
Uh, like I said, that probably might happen. I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, it's happened before. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to because that's not ideal. But then again, you never know. But maybe this is the the match that MJF needs to prove that he's a uh, the champion that he's been wanting to be for a long time, and maybe give a little less staleness to his run. Because if not, then you're gonna put the belt on uh, Brian Danielson, and that's pretty much gonna. I'm gonna say say this respectfully. That's gonna pretty much put a shot to MJF going to WWE in 2024, like he's been I, talking about. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like that whole you know the 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 bidding war of 2024. I feel like you know, I feel like, and I think I've said this before. MJ has been locked with AEW for some time now, and he's just using that to just get more eyes and, and attention. Um, you know. I feel like Brian Danielson's time as AEW champion will come. I just don't think it's right now. Um, It's clearly MJF's time. You're not going to build up MJF for him to win the championship. And then what is this, his first or second defense? Second, I think. Yeah. Um, You know, I feel like he's going to have a lengthy run um, as champion. Um, I just just feel like I, I need to see more, you know? I, I, for me, like, uh, I loved MJ, uh, I loved MJ's pursuit of being champion, but like once he was champion, I don't know. He kind of like the, the lust, uh, you know, wore out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the card. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, no, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Yeah. About eight matches. Um, which it should you know, be more. Yeah, which is not bad. Um, when, when you know when you're doing a, a pay per view, it's it, it's you know uh, quality over quantity. Uh, we've seen that, you know, uh, and we've been hearing that a lot lately, especially with you know uh, with those rumors regarding Triple H, how he wants a smaller card for WrestleMania. Um, but you know, you want you you know you want the quality of the match. Um, and yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm really excited for for this card. Um, should be should be a good one, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely should. I agree. Yeah. So so I'm all for it. But you know, as uh, as they say, let the show continue. Um, that will do it for this episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast, episode 11 of 2023. Um, you can follow us on numerous social media platforms uh you can follow us on youtube uh facebook all on youtube under sunset flip wrestling podcast 4621 in which we might change that on facebook uh, under sunset flip wrestling podcast on instagram under sfw uh sfw dot podcast on twitter under flip wrestling and on tiktok under sunset flip wrestling you can also listen to us on google Podcasts. Um, and you know, listen, we, we like to thank, uh, anchor. We like to thank Streamyard for giving us this platform to, you know, to do, uh, to share our, our, our wrestling knowledge and also interact with, uh, those who want to interact with us. And, um, yeah. Uh, any, any plans uh, for today? Oh, no, just, just relaxing. Just the usual. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of seems like a Call of Duty kind of thing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, you could uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Um, you can listen to us, and if you want to catch the rerun, 
Um, you can listen uh, on uh, YouTube and under the, the live folder, you can catch this episode. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's basically it. That's, that's uh, our AEW preview, which again, I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to uh, watch. Me too. What, all right. Before we close it out, what match are you most look, uh, looking forward to? Probably the last match, honestly. The sixty man. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, for me, it's like since it's sixty minutes, I feel like it's going to drag, and I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, uh, I'm going to take a shot. I- I'm going to go with the elite and the House of Black. I feel like the, 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 you know, every time the elite is in a match, it's it's real fast pace. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, hopefully, oh, and last question, absolutely last question: If there's a new champion crowned, who mm-hmm. is it? Probably the House of Black. I like it. I like That's it. the only one I could think of, honestly. Or Warlord, right? Because you did pick oh, yeah. Or Warlord, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Thank you all for those people who tuned in. And again, if you want to catch uh, uh, social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, Listen, you can interact with us. We always always respond. So uh, thank you for listening and have a good one.